But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him in the ark. And God made wind blow over the earth and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed and the rain from the heavens was restrained. And the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month of the seventh day, of the seventh, (laughs) (laughs) we'll do that again. And in the seventh month of the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains, (laughs) mountains, mountains of Ararat. Okay. (laughs) Wow. So, so this is another time we have the wind from God. This is the the front wind or the back wind. It's well. So, so we're saying. Okay. Was it a warm wind? Was so, God full of hot air? So while I was on the train over here, I was reading in my book here to get the right interpretation. Ah. Yes. Hi, I'm Alexander. And I'm Diogenes. And I'm Eliezer. And you're listening to Atheists Read the Bible. <laughs> get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus? Or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. Be really hard. Okay, so I'm gonna to try to give the right answer about about um God passing wind over the earth. Um, <laughs> so hi view hi readers, you perhaps remember me from episodes one and two. My name is Eliezer. I studied the Bible the right way, meaning <laughs> In Hebrew, using the traditional Jewish sacred texts for interpretation, and everything else is... And the, with the is, guidance of the Rebbe, right? Who's yes. Like the most awesomest guy ever. Yes, correct. correct. This and, is Menachem Schneerson? Yes, correct. And, and there's all these wrong ways, like the NIV, the NSTB, the... NRB whatever, the, the JPS. There, and... Or another very wrong way is to use the Bible with sources revealed. <laughs> um, Alexander, can, can, can I have you say the title of that book, please? The Bible with sources revealed. Right, so these are all examples of the wrong way to read the Bible, and I'm going to tell you the right way to read the Bible. Oh, well. Um, so, okay. Well, everybody so, thinks they're right. So, back to 8.1. God, God passed a wind on the earth. Um, you're mis- so, for starters, like was very accurately pointed out in previous editions of the podcast, wind, spirit, and breath are all exactly the same word. So this is the front wind. But it's also the spirit wind. It's also the breath wind. It's so 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 Rashi, Rashi, who's who's this traditional Jewish commentator who he he often lays down the law regarding the right interpretation. He says, that, when did he exist? Uh, he was born 
February 22nd in 1040, and he died July 13th in 1105. So he was a guy. Like, there was some guy named Rashi. He was... Rashi is an acronym. He he was not born with the name Rashi. He was okay. He was born with the name Shlomo, but like say with a French accent from a thousand years ago. And, and that makes Rashi. No, no. I mean, it's, it's an acronym. It's it's. Here's here's what Rashi says. Um, God passed a spirit, a spirit of consolation. And relaxing passed in front of him regarding the earth, not over the earth, but regarding the earth. So it was a spirit of consolation and letting go, relaxing, regarding the earth. Uh, this is like the, the actual. If you knew Hebrew, you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, of course, that's what the verse is saying. No, this is definitely twisting the verse. But it does explain, it does make a lot of sense. But now how does it make any sense? Oh. Because God just killed everyone. And now he's done. <laughs> <laughs> what a great comfort. No, and, and I wanted to say, it makes sense of this thing Hitler about... Hitler finished killing people. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I haven't quite landed the plane yet. Um the the by by replacing over the earth with regarding the earth it makes a lot of sense because if you say that it's the spirit of god going over the earth it makes it seem very physical and corporeal that in order to relax the waters god just blew a great wind that that relaxed the waters and and by saying regarding the earth it changes the whole thing that it's not a physical wind that's doing something it is a spirit of consolation and chillaxing all right now now go back to what you were trying to say so this, in, in this translation yes. that we just read, yes, it's saying God's doing the thing. But what you're saying is there's an entity other than God. The God, the spirit of chilling and relaxing is coming and doing this. Oh. Um, is that what you just said? <laughs> I the, don't remember. Okay, the, the, spirit, the spirit of consolation and relaxing passed in front of him regarding the earth. So is that a separate entity? Is your question? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a spirit of God. Spirits of God are God. What? <laughs> That's, that sounds like two different. You know, things. you know, and and a wrath of Diogenes smashed the chandelier. Oh, it wasn't Diogenes. It was the wrath of Diogenes. The wrath of Diogenes is Diogenes. You know, like uh, ether punk. Diogenes smash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like ether punk. I don't think I've heard of ether punk. Okay, well, there's, you know, like, steampunk, obviously. Yes, and sandal okay. punk and clock punk. What is ether punk? Victoria? Things run on ether, obviously. Um, but no, so I, what I was going to say is maybe instead of, like, steampunk. The oh! <laughs> That's why they're those things. <laughs> oh, God. This is worse than when you figured out what the verse numbers were, like while you were reading it. Can, 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 yes, I, that's I, why those are those things. There's also diesel punk. There's also. I'm never gonna get to the point. So my point was maybe the Bible is like breath punk because all living things run on the breath of life which is like the spirit of god like that's the material that runs all all life i'd i'd buy it <laughs> <laughs>
I'd buy it. I mean, I, I definitely buy it. Although, although, also, if I, you could also say that the Bible is word punk because there are other mm. sources that talk about. Well, okay, first well, there's, there's the Christian 1, thing. 1, yeah, yeah, in the fair, beginning they were the word. But yeah. even when you're talking about the the real Bible, not the bullshit <laughs> Bible, uh, even then there's lots of not quite that explicit sources about how things being the word of God. Um, there. Yeah, no, not for Christian not Christian listeners. He didn't really mean everything that you believe is bullshit. Just that the Bible is bullshit, and only the New Testament, the Old Testament. You should really follow those six hundred and thirteen rules. I know it sounds like a lot more than ten, but it's only like six hundred and three more. So, number five hundred and fifty-eight. Put down the toilet seat. Okay, so the, the, on a serious note, the 613 number is very misleading because some of those commandments, like, like you know, th there are four commandments that all really just mean the same thing. Um, and then there might even be like 10 commandments that all mean the same thing. Um, conversely, you can have one commandment that completely takes your life over, like, you know, kosher, for example. Okay, well, kosher is more than one commandment. Um, so I guess like, like they're not mixing. It's more of a prescription. Was that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, a thing. It's a prescription. It's a bunch of things. <laughs> so, so, so thing is to things as prescription is to commandment? Is, is that what you're saying? One plus two plus one plus one. One plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> It, does this make I sense? Think, I think we've lost him, or I've lost. I've even lost my mind. Or okay, so do I want to continue landing this train, or should yeah. I go? Or should, or should land I go the train. Land the train. By all means. Oh my god! I want. I'm so embarrassed. Okay, I'm so embarrassed by my performance. I want to go incognito. Can we? Can we go back and change my name to like? You know, Schneer Zalman or something. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. Okay. From now on, that's absolutely possible. <laughs> my, my yeah, name is go go back and bleep every time my name was said. And from now <laughs> on, my name is Schneer Zalman. I the guy from episodes one and two don't know who he is. <laughs> eight two, eight two. Can I get eight wait, two? Wait, 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 we're not, we're not. We're oh, not oh, yet. wait. What's so, I mean? <laughs> talking about the spirit of God. Um, right. What else? Oh, oh, remember? That's kind of a weird one because you can only remember if there's a possibility of forgetting. So that's a little weird. Yeah, so did... But so what was... Okay, so what's the other thing that God was paying attention to besides flooding the world right? and He's drowning every something. single yeah. living thing besides the sea monsters, which he can't figure out a way to kill? So uh, yeah, he was, he, was, he was enjoying the huge hyperactivity in the fish realm because that goldfish will grow when they have more space. All the fish had more space. It was popping. And God was like, oh, yeah, surface. I totes forgot about the surface. Let me, let me, ha let me, uh, what's this word? L last, uh, relent the waters and let, let me assuage the waters. I've been having so much fun. This down is in the sea world. That's awesome. Yeah, what does? Oh, okay. Not, at the risk of like doing a round robin on all the Bibles, what does yours say? Uh, subside. Oh, so what was he remembering? Oh yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He was partying hardy in the underworld, 
partying with the fish. Goldfish were ballooning to amazing sizes. And then God said, surface world, right. Is I this forgot about that. So at the end of 150 days, the water had abated. So this is like a total of 300 now? Where are we with the amount of days? So it's very complicated. Did we read we that We did far, read that, actually? right? I thought we just left off at the Ararat part. That's before the Ararat part. It's, oh, it's it? very complicated. So yeah, so I'm sure what, read poorly. What I is the, like, it keeps on switching back. There's this idea of 150 days. And then it, but it rained for 40 days. days and 40 nights. Right? So he built it, this thing for a week, going back a couple weeks. He built this thing for a week. Oh, one minute. I have to tell you something very important about that. <laughs> <laughs> We've introduced Eliezer to the wonders of pulled noodles in the bunker. So, the bunkers, the local um, hand pulled noodle shop. Shout out to them. The undisclosed hand pulled noodle shop. <laughs> the undisclosed location. So. It took, he, he built this thing and loaded it up for a week. And then there was... I have something to say. When, when I was listening to the previous episode, you guys were all like talking about the, um, how it felt for like people who Noah and his family knew personally. Like Were they like, oh yeah, I have a flood on Friday. See you later, not. So the right answer, according to traditional <laughs> Jewish sacred sources, is that Noah built the ark for 120 years. Wait, where does that no, come from? No, it says from? one week. It says one week. Well, let me let me finish telling you the God right says, answer. I'm gonna have this flood. You one have seven week. days. We read that part, I remember. Yeah. But uh, does he say you have one week and therefore build it now? He says you have one week. No, he says in seven days or ten days or whatever. Seven it was. days. Yeah, I will. In rain. seven so days, I'm gonna start here. the rain. Right. Yeah. And and you, you guys build the fucking ark out of gopher. I'm shaking my finger. We just did that. You guys, you you, you guys read it as I'm bringing the flood in seven days. Therefore, start building the ark now. And the right way <laughs> well, to read but, no, it... No, but hold on, hold on. Before, that's a logical stance the, to take. The, because you say that, uh, hey, here's seven days. And you look at your, yourself and say, I have no idea how to build a boat. I got to get started on this like a month ago. 120 years ago. So the right way to read it is, the very beginning of the chapter, God says, I'm going to make a flood. Start building the ark. And Noah builds the ark. A hundred twenty years later, God tells Noah, "In seven days, I'm going to give a flood." And why? Why did he push it off for seven days? And why did he give him 120 years to work on it? These are both. I don't. Where is that number coming from? Yeah, you just made that number. You can't just make shit up. Okay, okay. So I, I know you're Jewy, but you're not that Jewy. So I think the origin. Of the okay, I want. I want to finish one point. About, about why, how this affects the general outline of the story, and then I'll talk about how they, how, where they pulled this number out of. Um, so why did it take 120 days, uh, 120 years? Um, and or Rashi says, God has many ways to save Noah. Why would he have him save him through this hard work of 120 years worth of work on an ark so that people should see him working on the ark and say, what's up with this ark? And they will say, oh, God's going to flood the earth. And he would talk to people about how the end is nigh, and it would cause people to repent. So it was all a ploy to make the people repent. It didn't work. God destroyed the earth. So that's what was happening when, when the rain started. So Rashi says it was a setup. Because he, he knew whoa, full whoa. well that everybody would be like, what the fuck's with this guy? 
Why the hell's he building a boat? Not a setup. It was an opportunity. I knew what was going to happen. I know it was 600 years old. what you're saying. It was 480 when it started. Right. You're making shit up. Okay, okay. So the city number's not in there. Okay, so it was 600 years old. So you want to know where the 120 comes from? You want to know where the 120 comes from? Yes. I think. That was what I asked. I'm making it up. I made it up. I just made it up. I I was doing all this while on the train, so I'll have to do a little bit of looking up to to confirm this. But I'm I think the, where the number comes from is when it says, "My my spirit will not quarrel with man forever, for he is flesh. Let his days be a hundred twenty years, or his day for no. days." Are, no. He's limiting lifespans there, man. That is one interpretation, but there's oh, another that interpretation. That does not seem reasonable. You know what? You all are reading it in translation, so just suck it. Um, but I, I can find out if I can. I can find the original source for this. God says in seven days, you got. I'm going to start the rain, so you got to build this thing. Then it rains for forty days. Yep. Then it's 150 days they're hanging out on the water. Yep. And now another 150 days to drain? So that's 350? Yeah, it, it, ends up, it ends up being approximately a year. Yeah. It ends up being approximately a year. But doesn't he say that I'm going... But the only thing he tells them, because God says it's... The God character said at some point... I'm going to flood, I'm going to make it rain for 40 days. Not, I'm going to keep you locked up on this boat for a year. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, yeah, the food supply, the members of the family so, they ate who never had their names written down anywhere because why would you write that down? But, I mean, it's a thing because there's so, it's that's so long. And why, uh, do you have a position on why there weren't dinosaurs on the ark? Were there dinosaurs on the? Because not God never made the dinosaurs. It's a it's bones. I don't know. There are bones in the earth. I, I, it's not my business why they're there. <laughs> is that is that a serious thing that Habad doesn't believe in dinosaurs? There's a belief that. This is a non-falsifiable assertion, so that gets me quite nervous. But it's really non-falsifiable, so you atheists can try to falsify it and you'll fail. Um, God made the world look old. Six. So it, why? So here's something that I once heard a rabbi say. <laughs> um, beetles live in rotting wood. Right. So that means in, in order for a beetle to exist, there also needs to trees need to exist. And, and you can't just, like, create trees and beetles simultaneously. Like, the tree needs to live, grow old, die, rot, and then the beetle can start right. living. Talk about Mount Ararat. Where is that? One minute. Can, can I finish? Um, here's what Rashi says oh, what did Rashi in say? Genesis 3, 6-3, uh, Genesis 6-3. And his days will be... Un- so that, that, the, the title is, And His Days Will Be, which is what it says in the verse. Rashi says... Until uh, 120 years, I will like, extend my patience. And if they will not repent, I'll bring upon them the flood. 
Man. Okay, so, so, so that verse is not talking about lifespan. It's talking about how much patience God has until they until he kills them. But, but I will where not did that come quarrel. from? That's not in the thing anymore. Rashi, Rashi said that. that. But he's making it up out of No, he's plot. not. Where's yeah, that yeah. coming from? So, so Rashi was always quoting um, earlier traditional Jewish sources. So if I will but read it's not to a homework, text. It's it not doesn't say that. It's not that. Right, and the same thing also um, when I quoted you about... Um, Regarding the earth instead of over the earth, that's also not in the text. The text is on the earth. So hold the, on. The, the, the rabbi said it means regarding the earth. Hold on. Yeah, so, the rabbis make shit up. Hold on. Yes. So if Rashi were a more critical reader, he would have at least if he asked, wasn't so Rashi. If he would have at least asked the question, or maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he's got some bullshit explanation. Uh, why the beginning of that chapter in Genesis and the end are about totally different topics. Oh, it's gosh. two totally oh, different okay. stories. So, so the way the way the, the chapters, Nephilim and the Noah thing I, is totally different. The, the way the chap the way the Bible was divided into chapters that was a project by the Christians. The Jews did not div- did not have numbered chapters. Did not divide into chapters. They had a diff- uh, they had a different division, um, which I actually discussed. And on my previous appearance, uh, uh, there were like, you know, new I lines. I thought you didn't know that guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that I listened to that really smart dude on the previous appearance, and he spoke about um, how there were like carriage returns and, and indentations, and that was the only separation that the Jews had. The, so I, still, <laughs> I, I still haven't actually found the source that I'm looking for. I found the source um, where, where it's... no. I, I, You're making shit up. I'm laboring under the assumption that if the traditional Jewish sources spoke about it, then it's real. The traditional Jewish sources should know that there's clearly two different stories, even if there were no chapter divisions. Oh, fine. You could clearly yeah, sure. say... Draw, draw the divisions wherever the you want. Nephilim... No, but it's like just reading it. The Nephilim and Noah are a totally different story, it seems like. But that was... Well, they're related because the sin started with the Nephilim, which, which is an idea I got from your podcast. It's not a traditional Jewish idea that I, that I know of. <laughs> But the Nephilim were fucking all the farm animals. That's what really screwed it up. Yes. They got their DNA everywhere. Oh, and also I want, I had a strong desire to share this with you guys while I was listening to the previous episode. According to the Jews, the way that Noah chose which animals to let into the ark was the animals who had only fucked their own species were let on the ark because the animals were also doing their version of bestiality, fucking each other's species. <laughs> So what didn't survive because it was fucking the other species? Right. So Noah was like, man, which of, like, or actually, I don't know if it was a, because no, there's also this idea in traditional Jewish sources that the animals walked to the ark themselves. Noah didn't have to actually herd them. So maybe it was just the animals that, that came there on their own were the ones that sucked their own species. The ones that came there weren't fucking? We're not fucking but other species. That, well, hold on, oh. hold on. When he yeah. creates animals, doesn't it say, like... Each according to its kind and shit, like they're supposed to stick to their kind. That's why God was <laughs> pissed when they did it. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. So oh. you were say- so what you're saying is that there was a pan species systemic orgy. So you're saying I could ride all the animals my head vigorously. All all the animals were doing each other. Yes, yes. Humans were doing non humans and non humans were doing each other. Yes. Um, and so, you know, you guys were getting all bent out of shape last week, how like it keeps repeating itself about like all the animals to their kind. So one of those extra to their kinds is interpreted to mean the animals which stuck to their kind, as opposed to the animals that were not to their kind, but were with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I guess it goes... That's where ligers come from. Ligers. The, the first ligers <laughs> drowned in the flood. The subsequent ligers... But they didn't drown because they're magic. Donkeys. I'm making my skeptical face. <laughs> Uh, what was I? I had a point. Donkeys can't. Oh no, donkeys! Make, right, so this whole thing with God produce with God drowning the the bestiality of the beasts implies that mules shouldn't exist because it's a right. sin for the yeah. horse and the donkey to the get donkey, together. It's like yeah. it's a sin for all those antediluvian animals to get together. It's a good point. Um, it's a good point. Are we we can we talk about the top of this mountain? I want to talk about the top of this mountain. Ararat's in Iran, Where is isn't this? it? No, I don't know. Where is Turkey? It? Turkey. Where, where on the street is Turkey? But isn't there <laughs> where a place the, What street? Kingston Avenue. <laughs> Kingston Avenue, Turkey. Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to see the right like a, answer. Um, which, like a rival Hormel. We're Kingston Avenue, Turkey. Which which verse number is, is Ararat? Four. All right. Well, then. I'll see what the Jews have to say about number four. four. No, but isn't there a place that's called Ararat? Yeah, and I think it's Oh, is there? Right, that's what we were saying. Can we go on, like, a vacation there? I'm sure you can. I think it's cold. <laughs> well, apparently, he, he ends up settling near Babylon because the earth is really low there. Like, maybe he just was, like, the water slowly receding. He ends up in the lowest place, and that's why he ended up in Babylon, which is a depressed. According to some, according to some Jewish texts, the mountains of Ararat are the mountains of Cardunia. Does that help you? <laughs> you know, I was there last week. <laughs> Beautiful in Cardunia this time of year. You know, I hear because the, the government movies. subsidizes the airline, you can get a flight there really, really cheap. The the, the Cardunia flights? Yeah, the yeah. Cardunia flights. Oh wait, are we even okay? Wait, I have I have <laughs> only a few thousand Doge coins. <laughs> I heard that Doge like spiked to five dollars or something. Oh shit! I gotta sell my Doge coin. <laughs> Shit, I got some Doge. Okay, so somewhere. so um, back in the day, kind of like how Christians have their translations that they're very attached to. Back in the day, the Jews had a few Aramaic translations that they were very very attached to, and they were considered kind of like inspired. so. In Hebrew to Aramaic, yes, correct. And then back to Hebrew. No, just just I haven't. There's there are Aramaic translations of the Bible that have been preserved because the Jews were very very into them. Like like even after people stop speaking English, we're still going to have the King James Bible because it was such a big deal. Likewise, people stopped speaking Aramaic. Will we, though? We probably will. How much time did people spend at church on Star Trek? Like, they but they still it. have English in Star Trek. That's... When you're traveling no. the galaxy. No, here, here, they might not speak English. So everybody understands each other because of the universal translators. Right. We, as the audience, can understand everything because we also have a universal translator. Oh. So who oh. the fuck knows what they're speaking? The waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven. And it went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent out the dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set its foot, and it returned to him to the ark, 
for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. Wow, still, this is... You imagine you have to, like, go back and, like, eat another family member? Or, I think, like... it's, I think it's getting lower, guys. It's enough birds. <laughs> oh, 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 no, it's not. It's still, still flooded, huh? So, on the 10th month... So, let's go back over our numbers. We have... It rained for 40 days. Yep. And then it hung out for 150 days. Yep. And then 10 months later, or is there another 150 days here someplace? Right. So, so there were either one or two sets of 150 days. I'm, I'm not sure how to read that. Yeah. It drained for 150 days. But isn't this obviously two stories and one of them says 150 days and one of them says 40 days and 40 nights? Yes. Like even even if you didn't have the Richard Elliott Friedman book and you just read it, wouldn't you think like maybe there's something going on here? Because these numbers are repeated and it's like inconsistent and it doesn't. If you think about it logically, like if it was just a regular story, that would be strange story structure or a strange way to tell someone how long you're going to flood the okay, earth. You know, so I, I, I <laughs> disagree. Not, like knowing the documentary hypothesis, sure, this seems like a nice example. But if, I, if it was just a story, nobody told me the documentary hypothesis, hypothesis, I would read the story and it says rain for 40 days. Water is being strong and, and slowly subsiding 150 days. It's two so different you things. would you would read it all totally literally like these are all cumulative. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm waiting to see a straight up explicit contradiction. I have not seen that yet. So why does he send out a raven? Like you said, send out the birds. See, see. No, no, but, no, but there's a raven and then a dove. Why, why the two? Yeah. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. No, but but there's a raven and then a dove, and he sends the raven out first, and then he sends the dove out. Because doves are better. No, dude, I don't think we get. Did we get to the dove? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it didn't have any place to put its feet down. Yeah, no, it's another inconsistency in the story. It's switching up sources. Wait, what? What's the inconsistency that it switches from raven to dove? Mm -hmm. It was it was sequential. First the raven, then the dove, okay, then the dove again. Let me, let me see what Richard Elliot Friedman says about this show. In the Bible with <laughs> sources revealed. <laughs> I'm enjoying people's impressions of me. <laughs> um, so in P, Noah sends out a raven. In J, he sends out a dove three times. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, the hero of the flood sends out a raven, a dove, and a swallow. In P, the flood lasts a year, or a year and ten days. In J, it is the more familiar 40 days and 40 nights. See, it just, I don't know, it just rings very true to me. Like, I feel like even if you didn't tell me that before I picked up this book, if I read it carefully enough, I would say, wow, this is kind of repetitive 
and strangely not the same. Like it repeats itself in a different way. So it, I think if you want to find something that's like a clear contradiction, not just like strange and inconsistent, but like completely you know, P and not P contradiction. I think if you count up the days and you also look at the what the months are called, I don't think it matches up. So like it has like the seventh month and the tenth month and the right. first month. And I think they don't quite match up because Rashi is having a field day over here. <laughs> saying that like, you know, here the first month means the first of the year. And here the seventh month means like the seventh from when it stopped raining, but not the seventh month of the year. That's and like, mental gymnastics. Yes, yes. And that's beautiful. I, I want to <laughs> talk about verse six. Okay. Alexander, I retract my earlier statement. You were like, oh, there's contradictions. And I was like, no, they're not contradictions. It's just this happened for 40 days, this happened for 150 days. It's very clear. But actually, no, you're right. Um, 8-6 is pretty much a contradiction. Um, we just finished saying how how like it took us such a long time to see the tops of the mountains. And then it says, and at the end of the 40 days, Noah opened the window. Yeah, it's very clear that this is supposed to be directly after the rain stops. The right, rain stopped, right. and the very next day, at the end of 40 days, Noah opened his window. And of course, Rashi says, the end of 40 days means the end of 40 days from when the mountain peaks became visible, which itself was, you know, 150 days or 300 days. So what's his total that he comes up with? The math is confusing me. It's approximately a year, but the math is confusing me, especially what? because there's two opinions about what's the first month of the year, and they're six months apart, and somehow like this whole chronology <laughs> makes sense according to both of them. So the math is confusing. <laughs> so here's a question. <laughs> yeah. On the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared, mm -hmm. and then Noah sends out a dove, and the dove can't find anywhere to land. Why can't the dove find anywhere to land? Because they're not the near a mountaintop. They they floated in forty days. Uh, the day yeah, sure, but if the but but the, the yeah dove no that's a, that's a good point. Like that's the, the, the whole... dove can go someplace. Right, that's floating, the whole, floating for that's forty the days. Whole, that's the whole thing they just revealed in the story was now that there's a little bit of land revealed. So why doesn't the dove land somewhere? Right. Because they had floated for a long time and they were not near that spot. And, and the dove didn't have its sea legs. He, there's a limit how far a dove can go without resting. And how far is that? I don't know. I'm not a dove expert. Also, if it's the tippy top of yeah, a... Yeah, tell us in cubits. <laughs> Wait, I think when you're dealing with large quantities, they have something called a mill, which might be related to mile. And there's something called a parsa, which is not related to a parsec. So, so yeah. Which is a unit of distance and not a unit of time. Right. Anyway, maybe maybe doves. No matter how you slice up the Kessel Run, maybe doves don't want to. Han shot first. I think that's the most important yes. thing to note. Yes, right none now. of this revisionist history. Is Han shot first, people. Okay, get get a grip, kids. Han shot first. Maybe the dove didn't want to settle on the tippy top of a super high mountain. It's not a. It's very high altitude there. That's not good for doves. <laughs> it needed to settle more before the dove could land at a reasonable altitude. What are you a biblical ornithologist now? I don't know if the, if the problem were they pterodactyls. If the problem was the altitude, then even being right near the ark, even being inside the ark, would would bother you. Yeah. Yes. So and they've I had interact. forty days to climatize. It's not like all the. Right. It's not like all the water is just like. Or right. like, oh god, my ears! Yeah. yeah, it's going down slowly. One hundred fifty days here, forty days there. It's true. It's draining slowly over 150 days. That's more than enough time to climatize, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. 
But at really high altitudes, it's not just being acclimated, it's also cold there because the atmosphere is so thin. Birds, so helicopters can't rescue you at the top of Mount Everest because the atmosphere is no good for helicopters. Maybe birds can't fly that high either. They, they literally can't fly. And he was like, no, fuck this. I'm not leaving the ark, Noah. I literally cannot fly in this thin atmosphere. But, but Okay, here's my hypothesis. What's your hypothesis? Um, the entire face of the earth means all that was visible by the dove. They, 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 they've been floating around. The dove can't find the super tall mountain that they left a week ago. So the dove comes back. And the face of all the earth, that was accessible to the dove. Alternatively, in the original text, like the original source, there, there was, yeah, the, the, it, in this original source, there was no mountaintop being revealed. It was a different version of the story. Sure, I can roll with that also. So he put out his hand and took it and brought it into the ark with him. He waited another seven days and again he sent out the dove from the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days, and sent out the dove, and it did not return to him anymore. So why'd he wait another seven... The water's still draining, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it drained enough for an olive tree to grow a little bit, then it drained enough that the dove didn't even want to come back. So cosmologically, if we assume we have biblical conservation of matter, which maybe we do, yeah, does the water, did it go back into the lower water? But it came from the lower waters and the upper waters. Right, so you have a mix of water. Right. You have a cosmic gray water. You have to re-separate the waters. That's like the thing God did on the second day. That's what created like our world. I, I think I just think that there's no conservation of matter. That's it. There's no conservation of matter. Like, How can there be no conservation of matter in the Bible? If you are a pr why, why why God create that law of physics and not put it in the Bible? There's also no. Uh, it also doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that like gravity is a constant, and and doesn't depend on your weight. There's lots of things the Bible doesn't tell us. Doesn't tell us conservation of energy. Now, ah, I should just say, it's true that the Bible doesn't tell us the law of gravity, but the Bible also does not tell us of any explicit counterexamples to the law of gravity. Whereas the Bible doesn't give us an explicit counterexample to accept that it's real. Yeah. Um, so maybe actually the, okay, let's say this, the, the atmosphere was very, very dry right after the flood. And then during those 150 days, 40 days, week, other week, the atmosphere was getting more and more humid because water was evaporating until enough evaporated that it was the earth that we know and love today. That's a, that's so, that, so, okay. Desiccated so, husks if there was, if the air was that dry. So the first time God needed the firmament, but the second time he had the water cycle, which I guess makes sense because the first time he had to do it without the aid of the sun or the moon or anything that we would think of as a solar system. I am pointing approvingly to Alexander. But, yeah, so I guess, yeah, now that the sun exists, the sun is in charge of the water cycle and making the water evaporate. <laughs> so there's this numerology again of the seven days. There's an olive leaf. Is there a significance to olive leaves? Yeah, I have a Jewy story for you. Oh, okay. 
The dove came to Noah with this olive leaf, and this was a symbol. The dove was saying, I would rather eat bitter food like olives if it comes from God rather than eat super sweet food if it comes from you, from humans. Like, I, I want God to feed me. And that's what's going to happen now because I got this natural olive leaf. How does that come from a dove and an olive leaf? Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm so confused Okay, so let me, let me get the exact text in front of me. It won't take me too hard to so long to find it. Number 11. Okay, here we go. She said a statement. Let my... I can't translate this word. Let my sustenance be bitter like olives of God and let them not be sweet as honey through the hands of flesh and blood. Because for the past year, Noah's been feeding her and now for the first time she's being fed by Mother Nature, by God himself. Wait, because she, she? She is the dove. Oh, but where does okay. it say that? Aha, uh-huh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I don't see that anywhere. I will page. tell you. I will tell you how it, how it is said. Um, in the evening, behold, a olive leaf taraf in her mouth. So what does taraf mean? Well, a reasonable translation of taraf is plucked. But another translation of taraf is that it's related to the word for sustenance. So the olive leaf sustenance in her mouth. Why is the Bible using this word? Like there's other words that mean plucked and don't mean sustenance. The reason the Bible uses this word sustenance is to say that it was a symbol regarding her sustenance, that she would prefer to have the bitter sustenance straight from God. I feel like the ark was rocking, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh, that's another fun thing I picked up in Jewish sources. And I can also tell you where in the Bible it says this, but nobody was banging on the ark. Why was no one banging it on the It was almost a year, and these are young couples. Uh, you don't know how old they are. It's, it, yeah, Japheth was maybe 100. There's, it's cause it, sure, but that's no a was young couple in the Bible. <laughs> a, six times younger than, uh, than Noah. Noah. Um, so here's how you know it, because cause, um, when it, it, God says, like, Noah, you and your wife, your sons and your sons' wives, um, that expression is used. When they're entering the Bible, it says, Noah and his sons, his wife and their wives, men and women separately. And then when they leave the Bible, it says, and they, okay, spoiler, they're going to leave the Bible, they're going to leave the ark soon. And then it says, Noah and his wife, his sons and his wives left the Bible, that impli- left the ark. That implies that in the ark, they were separate, outside the ark, they were together. And similarly, they, they squeeze it out of another word um, that we're going to encounter later that implies quote-unquote, implies that the animals also were not banging in the ark. Yeah, so is... Okay, so there's the olive leaf, which you said the weird sustenance. Yeah, yeah. Um, It also says in Jewish sources that that she took this olive leaf from the Garden of Eden, which is, like, really fucking weird. Like, wasn't it being guarded? And, like, makes you think, was the Garden of Eden also flooded? If the Garden of Eden was not flooded, then... And like maybe just the, the pass to the Garden of Eden stopped being flooded, and that's how, how the dove was able to get it. I don't know, but that's what they say that it was an But if the Garden, Garden of Eden, Eden wasn't flooded, couldn't dove have gone there any time? Yeah, yeah. Like just mixing the Garden of Eden into the story just raises many questions. And right, because you're none. wiping out this place of purity. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, 
The waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dried. Oh, well, that's nice. It's not even muddy. Yeah. But it doesn't really mention the water cycle. It just says it's very passive voice, right? Not the sun dried the face of the ground. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I guess we might as well finish this off. Um, And the second month, on the 7th and 20th day of the month, was the earth dried. So he saw the earth was drying, but then it took him almost two months later till the earth was really dry. So in this translation, it uses... we're going on two and a half, or a year and a half now, he's on this boat. (laughs) I'm thinking... I'm thinking one year... We were, forty. We were at a year before. Really? There's three hundred sixty-five days in a year. I don't know. Yeah, this. I don't know. I don't know. And and here's what really. Here's here's what's really pissing me off. No, but I think like there. Yeah, because there was another set in the previous chapter of hundred and fifty days and forty days. And how are you supposed to add all this shit up? Do you just add it all? Is that what you do? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, what's the, so we we've heard different. Um, it, has, it has happened several times in the past that it mentions a month and a day in the month, but this is the first time where it mentions a year, and this is making me wonder: six hundred and first year of what of Noah's life? Um, if that's the case, it should say the six hundred first year of Noah's life. And it, and does this mean first month and first day of the calendar year? Or does it mean first month and first day? Of Noah's 601st year, which would be Noah's birthday. So this kind of ambiguity historically has been the work of the Great Redactor. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Then God said to Noah, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out what you uh, bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that so that they may abound on the earth and be beautiful and oh be beautiful, be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Aha, uh-huh. so this, this is the source for the comment I gave earlier that they weren't banging on the ark. Let them swarm, let them fill up the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth, which implies that on the ark, they were not swarming and filling things up. And no, it doesn't. They were, they were well, they hold had on. He says, when he creates them, he says, be fruitful and right. multiply. Right. At no point when they're getting on the ark does he say, hey, stop being fruitful and stop multiplying. Well, then why would he tell them to be fruitful and multiply when leaving the ark, if, if, the, if the commandment was in its full force the entire time? Hey, it might be a goodwill gesture, right? Like... <laughs> All of these animals have been pent up with all these other animals for, for a year and a half. Oh, wait. Now, and now these are the animals on. that only fuck their own kind. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's another So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're, all these animals, the sheep are next to the elephants, are next to the ostriches, are next to the alligators, and they're all really sexually frustrated. <laughs> they might be fucking, but like, how how many times? Like, you're you're gonna get sick of your neighbors fucking next to you, and you're just gonna be so disgusted with the whole thing. So it's just like, 
Well, and all the piss and shit that they didn't seem to have a plan for. Right, because they're, they Over were buried this under. year. <laughs> they were all the time that we're emptying this, and they couldn't keep on top of it. Oh, so here's another thing that, that's not on the text, but the Jews just know to be true. There were three stories on the Ark. Top story for humans, middle story for non-human animals, bottom story for garbage. That's where all the garbage went. Bottom story. Fact. <laughs> but what about the giraffe so Noah went out with his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives, and every animal, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth, went out of the ark by families. Oh, so they were fucking. Yeah, because they went out by families. They mm -hmm. came on two by two. But they're leaving oh, with families. Oh, that's what you're saying. Well, no, or did they come in seven by... It's so confusing. All right, man. so two by two or seven and a half if they're clean. <laughs> so, so the the right answer, according to Rashi, is according to their family's means, they went out with the understanding that they would keep it in the family and not bang other species. He's really on about animal <laughs> sex. Yes, it's that's true. not how I would read that at all. Yes, and you're very very much entitled to your opinion, and your opinion may in fact be closer to what the original author yeah, had in mind. Yeah, but okay. That's see, definitely possible. You had different life experiences than this guy. Did when this guy was young... Watching he, animals fuck each other? Yeah, he probably had some traumatic experience where he watched like a jaguar fuck a horse or something. <laughs> and I don't think like, that relationship works. No, 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 but that's why bestiality is wrong because he was so interspecies. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I want to make clear for all the readers that Rashi doesn't make stuff up. Rashi records what earlier rabbis made up. So, so. So like yeah, Rashi lived around a thousand years ago, but the stuff he's telling us is probably from like two or three thousand or not two thousand years ago. So he's just the scribe. He's just the guy that wrote it down. And he, but he's not quoting verbatim. He's paraphrasing. Sure. Yeah. He's the first written one. No, no, is that the first? No, no. We we actually have access to his to Rashi's primary sources. Like it's not. Oh. It's, yeah, it's not obscure. I just haven't done my homework. Like Rashi's right here in front of me, and Rashi's sources. They're and also like Rashi's like. Um, written in order of the Bible, right? He's commentary on the verse. His, his, his sources that he's working with are you know, scattered around in various different books. And I could do it, but it would be a lot of work. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. So that's why he needed seven of each pair because a bunch of them were not going to be swarming and being fruitful and multiplying, but they would be getting killed right off the bat. But don't they also eat the clean animals? No, they're. I don't know. They you ate salt read, meat for a year. You only read like half a sentence. I read. Like, I read the entire verse twenty. Oh, that's the entire. That's the entire verse, verse twenty. 20. Um, verse twenty-one. And the Lord smelled the sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, "I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living, everything living, as I have done." While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. But then, wait. So, so are we, that to me reads like 
God realized that they are the way they are. I can't change them. I've made a horrible mistake. I'm never doing that again. But doesn't it also preclude God ending the world again? Like, how can this covenant actually mean anything if God's just going to end the world? Doesn't he end the world again? Isn't that like a thing? The world's going to end. Where does it say that God's going to end, end the world? In the uh, the revelations. Or we're whatever. not there yet. We're so no, not No, I know we're yet. not there yet. But I'm saying, like, doesn't this suggest... God cannot end the world at this point now because he's promised not to end the world. He's well, he promised Noah. Continue. Okay, so, anything about Noah's kids. So, so at he'd be like, well, I know I promised your dad, but your dad's dead. So it says, I will not smite anymore every living thing. I will not smite every living thing. Right there, verse 21. Yeah, so how, right. can, how can God then condemn us to hell? Right? It said he wouldn't smite every living thing. He's not smiting every living thing. The elect are going to heaven. <laughs> um, but it, oh, and also, um, he says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. But he can just destroy the earth whenever he wants. As long as it remains, the seasons. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't fucked that promise yet. But then yet. that's, like, how is that a real, how is that meaningful at all? As long as the earth but I could just destroy it anyway when I feel well, like may, it. Well, I think God, the, the God character here is saying that as long as, uh, or he's not going to do it out of malice anymore. Like I'm, If I'm going to destroy some shit, it's because I want to destroy it, not just because I'm angry. Uh, where, <laughs> talk, where, where did you get that? Where did you get that? Because uh, the smiting it, business. The smiting. He, I will not smite all life. He doesn't say I will not smite all life because I'm pissed. I will not smite all life, period. But doesn't smiting require anger? No. Yeah, isn't there isn't I there think there's judgment a judgment day? Emotional connotation to smite. Is it, no, but isn't smiting there... is a physical action. Yeah, isn't there gonna be judgment day when like Skynet and the robots like God finally judges humanity and, like, we're all fucked. I, I'm going to put this out there to the internet. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> I am fighting on the side of the robots when this eventuality comes to pass. <laughs> now, isn't it me? The, the, the reason he has for preserving Earth, for preserving life, is basically the same as the reason he had for destroying it. It's the same expression that, that man is, the, the thoughts of his heart are evil from his youth. So why, why is God so uh, indecisive? Well, it says he's, God. well, now he's saying it's evil from his youth, but wasn't the whole reason because of the angel babies? Like or that the was, apple, that... theologically? No, 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 not not evil, but the whole reason for the flood. Like he's saying here, or the Torah says here, Bible, uh, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind, for the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth. But that that that's that, that kind of saying that that's the justification he, he, he cursed the ground because they were evil. And, oh. he, and he started destroying because they were evil. Oh, that's how you're but, reading it. But that's but the reason oh. the flood occurred was because of the Nephilim and, and the angel. 
Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. No, it says in it says in six that their thoughts were of evil continuously. Yes, we read that part. Yes, yes, with yes. Pablo. Yes, it, it says that the nephilim were there and they were fucking around, but it never says because of the nephilim, therefore I'm going to kill you. That was a wackadoo YouTuber who who came up with that. No, it says that. It says, it says that they says were that, there. Then it changes sources and says the other thing. I, I don't I don't think there's a there's a because therefore regarding the film there's a because therefore regarding the thoughts of man being sinful from youth but I don't think there's a because therefore regarding the film it says that there it, there it, is there is a theological because therefore depending on what tradition you belong to the wacky tradition or the right no. tradition. <laughs> Well, okay, come on. Chabad is is not wackadoo. You're gonna say you come from a tradition that's not wackadoo. There's no wackadoo shit in Chabad at all. You won't find wackadoo shit there. <laughs> I am nodding vigorously. <laughs> okay, okay, it's been decided. So yeah. one true religion, Chabad.org. One true religion. Um. <laughs> But no, it is theologically a thing. Like, have you read the Book of Enoch? No, we've talked about. Well, I've, it, I've heard of this thing. I haven't read it's it. It's a thing. I, I read the. I heard what the, the wackadoos love it, man. I'll the, buy that. The wackadoos think it's all about aliens. If you just read it, it's all about angels and the evil angels that come down. Here's a thought. God says, "I'm not going to mess with the seasons or day and night." Like, were, were, were we concerned that you're going to mess with the seasons and day and night? We, we just concerned. destroyed the world and recreated it, ostensibly. So, so... So, yeah. Were, were the seasons and day and night not in operation during the flood? I would assume. Okay, great, great. Well, it can't be 40 days and 40 nights if you don't have day and night. But, but, maybe you, still, like, but you can't necessarily have seasons because there's no weather patterns because everything's flooded. It's the rainy season. All the time. You could have hot and cold. Like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so th this was all just in a... I was asking the question, not because I really wanted to hear your opinion, because I was leading <laughs> into what... <laughs> you, to what leading into what the Jews you, say, the right you, interpretation. You're using me as a pawn in your game. Yes, yes. The right interpretation is that, like, the celestial spheres just stopped turning. Like, like the seasons didn't happen. God suspended the whole revolution of everything. Um, for that time, and God's like, I'm not doing that again. That's it. That's what I have to say. Yeah, but you guys don't even believe in dinosaurs. Yeah. How can you be the one true religion if I can't have dinosaurs? Because the one true fact is that there were no dinosaurs. That's oh, no, that's bullshit. Because I can't eat White Castle. I can't eat Red Lobster. And you better also chop off part of your dick. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta chop off part of my deck. Is that a cotton poly blend? It, Take it off. Is it? Take it off. This is a losing proposition. It's clearly a losing proposition. And also, like, you need to have a dead messiah, but not the dead messiah everyone else is into. Our <laughs> dead messiah. The better one. The good one. Yeah. The right one. <laughs> The, is is he how is that how is that all gonna pan out is he gonna come back that's that's what around half of them believe 
What do the other half believe? That he's he never left. Is he in the room with us right now? It gets weird. Some of them will will like have him narrowed down to like specific spots at specific times. Because like he used to come down to pray at ten a.m. and and the place was really crowded. And everybody would like move to the side to let him pass to get from the back of the synagogue to the front of the synagogue. So they'll still do that today at like nine fifty-five. They all line up and let him pass, and then at ten o'clock he's there in the front. They do that. They take videos of it and. Because so back when he was actually there doing all these things, there would be people videoing it. So we're still going to have people videoing it, even though there's not anything actually happening in the video. Yeah. Oh, wait. So are they, are they the messianists who are yeah. making the paths? Yeah. So well, are your... <laughs> the people with the power are the non-messianists, and the, and the messianists are the ones who are doing it. Just right. Doing so forgive me for oversimplifying. But is the non-messianist attitude just that you're better than them and they're kind of idiots? Or like, what is it? Oh, how do the non-messianists feel about the messianists? Right. Um, sure, a lot of them will be like, okay, those guys are crazy and dumb. Maybe there's some who feel like, oh, but the messianists are harder core than us, so they're better than us. I don't know. So there are there is a segment of the population who says, who gets competitive about how religious they are? This is not just a Jewish thing. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm speculating what people, how the messianists, how the non-messianists look at the messianists. I'm speculating right. how they're, what they're thinking deep in their heart. I don't know. Um, the, the messianists probably look at the non-messianists and say, "You guys missed the point. You guys don't really get it. You guys don't really trust the Rebbe's words fully. You guys are not that great." Probably. I don't know what they're. I, I imagine that's what they're thinking. Mm. I think we made it through. No, we didn't make it through. Yes, we did. We did. We finished chapter eight. Oh my God. Congratulations. Tune in next week to find out what happens after Noah plants a vineyard, passes out drunk, and curses his grandson to be the lowest of slaves. Damn, Noah. All that and more next week on an all-new Atheist Read the Bible. Music by Connected Sounds.